What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to a special edition of All the Smoke. Indeed. Man, Jack, this this man right here it got us started. 2019, man, what did us the honor of being our first guest. Now we 100 and what, 50? 100 close to 150 episodes in and decided to come back around. But Jack, since you uh executive produced this play, talk <laughs> to us about who our guest is and, and what he's doing with us now. Well, from being our first guest on All the Smoke, you know, our award-winning first guest, um, now my brother has has ventured off. You know, he went back to school, and he's taken, found another passion for his second love, which is golf. And it was only right for me to, like, okay, this is our brother. Who else has been a trendsetter in the golf world, bringing it to the HBU, bringing light to the HBU, and to, for, black, for a young black man to golf, other than my brother J.R. Smith. We can get the inside from him at least once a month to check in with him, bring him into the family. I thought it was a great idea. And uh, I brought it to Brian and Gerald, and Gerald was, was down with it. So we love, love to have him back and happy to have him back and welcome him to the family, my brother, Gerald Smith. Appreciate you, bro. Welcome, Appreciate you Welcome me, to the man. Showtime. Thank welcome you. to the Appreciate Showtime it. basketball family. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Welcome, yeah. my brother. Appreciate you. Well, let's get to man. it, man. What is college life like for someone of yourself who experienced, you know, straight out of high school to the NBA, a decorated NBA career, someone who was kind of ahead of their time. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But now you've kind of not really humbled yourself, but just kind of taken a step back to get your education and you found your second passion, which is golf. So what has it been like for you these past year or so? Man, it's been uh it's been a learning experience all around, you know, from competitive standpoint, from something we so used to doing and being 
uh, athletic and, you know, just being uh, in that competitive environment, um, I'm all the way at the beginning. I'm in the learning processes of it. Uh, from a school standpoint, I was never really that, you know, the kid to be uh, academically, you know, there for school, having, you know, growing up with disabilities and whatnot. And uh, it was, for me, it was always about being at school, being in the hallways, messing with the girls, kicking with the homies, you know. Thanks. You know, being, for me, I used to never, you know, cut school because school was like the place to be. That's where all the homies was at. That's where all the people was at. You know, it was just never never the fact that I was in class. But now, you know, looking at it from a different perspective, going back as a 36-year-old man, it gives you it gives you a totally different respect for you know the people who are were able to consistently be there uh, mentally as well as physically to perform at those levels and still be able to you know do the schoolwork and whatnot. Uh, I truly commend them. I commend the, you know the players that I play with and watching other kids around campus and how they go about their business and whatnot. It's a uh, it's inspiring for me. So the whole you know, academic side, athletic side, it's been just a learning experience. And uh, I really appreciate it. You know, I learned so much from the younger generation about how they think and what they, you know, how they look at the world. And uh, I think we don't do that enough. It's a lot of us older, you know, as we get older, we just think we know everything because we've been through so many different experiences. And we, uh, you know, accumulate everybody's experiences as the same. Everybody feels a certain way the same. You know, and it's not like that for a lot of, for a lot of people. They, especially for the younger generations, uh, with technology and the way sensitivity is grown within, whether it be sports or just you know pure humanity, learning about mental health and all these different issues that we didn't know about before. It uh, it really gives you insight and uh, it, it really blows your mind when you sit back and listen to them. So you're in the middle of your second semester at North Carolina A and T. How did going back to college? happen you know i mean i think you speak for me and jack too like we wasn't really going to school for school you know what i mean but now you're literally going back to all of you're getting a chance to play golf which we'll touch on but how did going back to school actually come about so one of our one of our peers we played against for for a long time hall of famer ray allen uh we went on a golf trip he invited me to uh one of his golf weekends in, in, in dr and, you know, the, our golf schedule is predicated around his class schedule, what his uh, class requirements were. And even then, he would still get up at six in the morning and read and do, uh, and do essays and papers. And one day we were in, the, in between the breaks and I didn't realize it at the time what he was doing. And I kept seeing him going to his computer. I was like, all right, what are you doing, bro? Like, why do you keep going to the computer? Like, see, Lazo, he was, you know, he's like, I got work to do. I, he would always say, I got work to do. I got work to do. And then he went in depth about going back to school and getting his master's. And I was like, you getting your master's? He was like, yeah. And um, he, he really enlightened me on, you know, self-preservation and, and continuously to, to grow as a person and try to, better yourself consistently and, and challenge yourself, not only athletically, which you can do or which we've been known to do against other people in, in just competitive environments, but ch- challenge yourself against your peers academically as well. And um, when he started, you know, started making so much sense to me on uh, continuously to grow, continuously to better, because you've got a long life to live outside of sports in general. And, um, 
he really inspired me. He really took me on a uh, a roller coaster of emotions of you know where I was, where I've been, to where I plan to go, where I want to be as a person, and uh, it really it really hit home for me. So he was the person who really inspired me to go to school, and uh, he just changed my whole mentality on who I am as a person and and the person that I can live up to opposed to what everybody else's experiences of, of me has been because, you know, like we all know, people judge you off that hour, hour and a half, and they get to see you just performing what you're really good at and not express yourself to to the magnitude of understanding who you really are opposed to perceptions of everybody else talking about you and just talking, trying to not only talk about the game, but talking about your personality, talking about who you are, the type of person you are. And you never really get an opportunity to to come back and, you know, express who you are until now when we have these platforms like this. And uh, I think that's why I think it's really important because somebody's sitting here telling you for hours and hours and hours what type of person this person is, what type of uh what his personality is or all of this just because of the judgmental part of the hour and a half that you do see me performing at what I'm actually good at, you know? And again, we don't get that opportunity to express ourselves in that way. So um, it's been an amazing experience, you know, uh, getting to know Ray and really continuously, it's, it's almost like a, uh, his energy is almost like a drug that I try, I try to call him get to, you know, text him every day and uh, just to hear the, almost like the, the, you know, how old people say the good word and you go. The word of the day, yeah. Yeah, like he, it's, it's unbelievable, it's nonstop. So I really appreciate that from him. Your first semester, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you lived on campus, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell us what that was like. Someone who, again, made plenty of money, big houses, used to certain things, and you took yourself back to a place where, college students live. And I know when I was in college, I was broke as fuck. So what was it like being back, being back on campus and kind of being in that college environment? Technically, I didn't live on campus. I was in right around, I had an Airbnb right around the corner, but it was, I was on campus, might as well say. Um, but it was, it was, it was fun because, you know, again, seeing, seeing the younger generation and how they react to me. And, and at the same time, I'm still a freshman. A lot of these, a lot of these, you know, men and women are juniors and seniors and, upperclassmen and whatnot. And, um, you know, first day I'm looking for buildings and whatnot, I got, you know, them showing me around and want to take pictures and taking me to the bookstore and whatnot. It was, it was dope, man. Uh, going to the homecoming football games, the step show, uh, it really gave me, you know, um, a really great feeling and inspired feeling because I never, I never been in that many I never been around that many black people and it'd be like, you know, uh, a supportive, you know, love, care, you know, without being no fights and nothing breaking out. You know what I mean? It was real love, real gen genuine people. You know, it's been, I met, I went to homecoming and I met women who crossed in their lines together as Greek sisters and, and been doing this since 64 and continuously coming homecoming every single year. Like they play space, they got their partners, they do it every year. And, you know, they got the other, you know, and it's funny because 
it's other women from different sororities who do the same thing. And when they see each other, not because even though they know one is the Delta, one is the AKA, one is the whatever, whatever, they all show love to one another. Love. You know, it's no, it's no, oh, you this, you that, oh, you, nah, it's none of that. It's like, oh, hey, girl, what's up? What's going on? How such and such? It's like, it's so much bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing feeling because again, when you, coming from the situations we come from, the societies that we come from, it's not always, it ain't always like that. We all know that. And, uh, but to, to have that and to people to embrace me, to be a part of that, it's, uh, it was amazing. And my, I was shooting this doc, or I'm shooting a documentary for, uh, about it. And, um, and that you're gonna see this, this woman, she's really expressing her love for A&T. You know, she's like, yo, she heard about me coming to the school, whatever, whatever, and everybody was talking about how it'd be great for the school, whatever, whatever, whatever. And she was like, no, the school would be great for him. You know what I'm saying? Like the love and, and impact that we have as, a, as Aggies and, and uh, the foundation we built and the way we carry ourselves. And like, you know, she really made it, a point to, for, for me to understand, like, whatever you do from going here on out, you always going to be remembered as an Aggie. And um, that really hit home for me because it was like a, a place from an acceptance, you know, um, somebody who, who who was trying to let some let me know that the foundation that she was a part of and that she helped build and so many people before her and after, you know, you are part of that now. So all of that comes with the responsibility of taking care of all of us. When you look at it, it ain't just about you once again. And um, for me, that's that's very important. Compared to, okay, you won an NBA championship, you got all kind of NBA accolades. What does getting a 4.0 measure up to? Man, that's like, for me, I mean, again, I've always had the talent to do pretty much any and everything. So even like, you know, people I played on, you know, on teams with, they'll tell you probably, you know, they, if it, more than anybody, they can see me doing something like this, going into another field and doing, being, um, you know, somewhat successful at it or not as, uh, it not being as hard, you know, compared to everybody else. Cause I've been naturally good at, you know, athletically everything, but for 4.0 and that, that, that's like, uh, I tell everybody, you know, I wouldn't change my championships in it, but I get my six man for it, for sure. Cause I never expect, nah, for, for real, for real. Because for me, like, you know, getting 4.0, and I used to walk around school, I see the kids getting 4.0s, it was just like, and I know me, I'm just not even on that level. I'm over here trying to read a page and the words scattered in my head, looking at math out with alphabet now, I, I it's just lost me. So, School was definitely not my thing, but now as you know, as you mature and you understand what your goals are and why you do certain things and what you're doing it for, it gives you uh, a more perspective and better insight. When I was in school back in the day, I just wanted to go to the gym. I just wanted to get out of there, go talk to the homies, whatever. I had so many other things going on. Now that I make it a priority and I know why I'm doing it, like mm -hmm. me and my like my daughters be sending me they. They test and we'd be sending it back and forth and can, like literally competing with my kids. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's, it's great because I can see how engaged my kids are now. When I hear the, uh, you know, when their mothers go to the meetings and stuff, they 
tell them that they see the change in my in my in my even in my kids because I can be an inspiration and, and uh, a, a level at being more of a level playing field. They can relate to me now, opposed to me just being their dad or uh, being a professional basketball player that somebody everybody else treats so holy or godly or think of whatever. You know what I'm saying? Having that much more of a uh, a perspective of somebody than just a random person, you know, walking down the street. So when they hear me talk about school and I can understand and relate the problems that they go through at times and, you know, um, and, and just being so, school being so time consuming, I can relate to them and they can relate to me. So it gives us more of, you know, other things to talk about opposed to just, just being that adult parent. Yeah, that, that, that goes into my next question. You know, how, how is it being a father and a student at the same time? Man, it's, a, it's fun, bro. Like, real talk. Like, um, I got an, it's crazy, real talk. I got an intro to algebra and trig, right? Now, this is my first math class in 20 years. <laughs> bro, why is my 13 year old daughter learning the same stuff, fractions, and everything? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Bro, I, I got a tutor, so I had to get a tutor for this class, right? And it just so happened my daughter needed a tutor. So the guy that I had, the guy that's my tutor now, he's my daughter's tutor. So he's like, yeah, I was missed. You know what's funny? I was like, what? He's like, I was just doing this with your daughter yesterday because my daughter's class is on Mondays and mine's on Tuesdays. So I was like, man, why you even tell me that? But it's, it's fun, though, because I get to go, again, I get to have those conversations. But, hey, babe, what you think of this formula? How did you, how did you work out with this? And she'll, we'll go back and forth in, the, in that dialogue. Uh, for her, I can see her light up. I can see her like, oh, wow, like we really like, you know what I'm saying? And that's, I think that's the dope part for me, man. That's that's the, the best part about it because, I again, I can continuously inspire my kids. And uh, obviously you want to inspire as many kids as possible, but it definitely, it always hits home when, you know, you can inspire your kids and you see your kids with that right. look on their face. Yeah. I mean, math is different, though. I mean, obviously, the twins are 13 now. They're in seventh grade, too. But I stopped knowing how to do their shit in, like, third or fourth grade. I'm like, there's no remainders no more. How do y'all divide? Like, there's math is way different from when, when we was in school. For sure. I didn't, let, I didn't know it then. Damn sure I don't know it now. <laughs> <laughs> you just know how to count that shit up? That shit, uh, bad as a track. Uh, play, 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 uh, fortunate enough to play Division One golf now. Where did your passion and love for golf first start? I started in Houston, uh, H-Town. Uh, Charlotte Lewis, another NBA brother of ours, we, uh, he had his first foundation event, was a golf event. So I go out there, uh, me, Steve Francis, all these dudes, uh, who, John Lucas, uh, we all go out there. I ain't, at the time I ain't play golf, so we just riding around on the carts, pulling up on groups, you know, speaking, kissing. Sound like you know. sound like Jack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping, smoking, you know. And uh, I, again, I ain't play golf, so I was talking shit. Everybody hitting the ball in the woods. People hooking it left, right, all this shit. Right, some people barely hitting the ball. And uh, I pull up on Moses Malone group. Rest in peace. And uh, Big Moses, he out there, he's like, man, yo, fella, you, you, you talking all this shit? Come hit this ball. So, you know me, I got a, 
I got an ultimate respect for Hall of Famers. Like, I don't, you know, when they ask me to tell me to do something, I don't care if it's go get water. Like, I got you. He's like, shit, you earned that. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I felt like a rookie around them. And uh, so he's like, young fella, come hit this ball. I'm like, man, shit. I'm talking all this shit. I don't even know how to do this shit. But I know I'm athletic <laughs> enough to, if I see somebody do it, I can do it. So he showed me how to hold a club. I'm watching the first dude go. He hit it in the woods. I watched the second dude go. He hit it in the woods. Third dude could barely hit it. Big Moses put it out there like 250. So I get up there. I'm, I'm like, all right, bet. I know what I'm doing. And uh, I had the bitch 300 yards down the fairway. And I first got swing. First swing. So I throw the club Damn. to Big Moses. I'm like, man, this shit is easy, man. Y'all ass, like, talking shit with no <laughs> I get into the cart, right? I pull off whatever, thinking I'm smooth. I'm like, damn, I kept that shit the whole time, right? Pull back up with this group like an hour and a half later because we, you know, I was riding through the whole course or whatever, talking to people and whatnot. And I pull back on this group, man, you, you can't do it again. You can't do it again. Threw me the club. I was like, man. You just want to say it twice. Bro, I could barely hit the ball, bro. I could barely hit the ball. I was hooked. After that, I was like, nah. I tried next swing I next swing I hit, that shit would start going left, going right, doing everything everybody else was doing. I said, oh no. Oh no, I gotta get this shit. After that, I've been hooked. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. 
Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You recently got a chance to play 36 with MJ. First of all, how did that happen? And then how did the day go? Man, so one of my... um... One of my guys is a young black man named uh, so he from Jersey. He's an amazing painter, actually. Um, he got a lot of dope pieces. Uh, but he he ended up hooking me up with a guy named David Storch out of, uh, he's from Chicago, just moved down here to uh, North Palm Beach. And um, him and MJ is real tight. They went back, you know, uh, back in the Chicago days, very close. And, um, I end up playing, we played 36 with Mike, and it was like, I don't know. It was it, it was everything that you thought it was going to be, but like, to hear him actually be around Mike and he talking shit, like, that shit was like, mm-hmm. damn, like, he be, he really be going in. And he, when I tell you, he be talking shit, he be talk shit, bro. And he yeah. nice, though. Like, yes, I no, no. Is, he, is he nice? Not, he nice, he nice. nice That's what I want to know. He nice, is though. He? His short game is like one of the pros. He, I'm watching this. I'm watching shit he doing. I'm like, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, make, like, making shit. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm lucky. I, lucky for me, we we kept our bet light. You know what I'm saying? So with the, other, <laughs> with the people he betting with in our group, they like these, these like some some. You know what I mean, boo ray pots. I'm yeah, a rich boy, like yeah. yo. If I not for no golf, bro. Nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I just ain't that. For sure yeah. though, but it was dope, man. Cause like again, I like I don't know. I just seen a glow on Mike, man. Like he. He, you see him when he and his element being competitive and everything, and he, you know, it's just like when I thought about I, when I first seen him, I thought about the uh, I thought about some AI set like yo, he really got on Jordans, like what else he going with, like you know what I'm saying, like it's just wild, bro. <laughs> That's dope. I mean, obviously getting a chance to play with him is amazing. Is there anyone else on your bucket list you uh, you would like to play around with? Yeah, I gotta get in there with Tiger, man, for sure. Of course, um, that's 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 the goal right there. That's the I, if I can, you know, what I mean, pick his brain on the sport. Obviously, well, I wouldn't say obviously to the golf world, but to me, he's obviously the greatest ever. And um, mm-hmm. you know, to learn, be able to learn from him. From uh, I, I'm not really sure with. He identifies himself as I know he's before it was like Belasian or something like that. But to get a, a perspective of the that 
uh, racism in, in the game of golf, as well as, you know, picking his, picking his brain about the actual sport and how to get better. Um, it'd be a great, you know, four hours, I feel like. Uh, obviously, he's, again, he's the greatest at, at what he's done. And he's mm-hmm. overcame so many different barriers within the game. So it'd be great to pick his brain. The mental aspect of golf. I mean, me, uh, someone who just played this past weekend, uh, is a motherfucker. How do you compare that mental uh, to basketball? Um, I'm still working that out, actually, man. It's like it's tough because it's like you can't you can't try harder. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Like in any other sport, you gotta you can try harder. You can take you can play better defense. You can grab a rebound. You can be scrappy if your shot ain't working. If you ain't finding it offensively, you know what I'm saying? And in golf, the more you press, the more it's gonna go. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna it's gonna fade, and um, you don't. It, it, it's a mental you know a mental game because every for one, it's a lot like basketball where you know the only thing that's the same is really a setup. Um, you get a ball, you can get a shot, the ball below your feet, above your feet, wind blowing ten miles an hour, twenty miles an hour, left, right. You can be uphill, downhill, however, you know what I'm saying? In basketball, we got, you know, 94 by 50. We got the same spots that we can play in every night consistently, you know. The only thing that really changes is the arenas. Um, sometimes it's a little colder in there, but, but not by much. Out there, everything comes into play. So you, and you got to remember that, you know, mentally and staying in it. There's so many different elements that come into play with every shot. And, um, you know, sometimes they say too much information isn't good for you. But if I know, you know, the hoop, if I know you shoot 40% at this position, I'm trying to run you off that spot. But in golf, you're trying to get it to a certain spot as many times as you can because you know that's where you, that's what you're good at. You know what I'm saying? And as an individual sport, it's hard because there's nobody else to rely on but yourself. So you got to make it happen. And, um, this is just a mental challenge every 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 round for me. I mean, it's not. It hasn't been you know consistent. I haven't been consistent enough to be able to just breeze through the game. But even in you know even the pros, you know they go out there and shoot 64, 65. They gonna walk in the clubhouse and say they should have shot 62 or 63. Right. It's just the game. Yep. Obviously, you and Jack, you know, going straight to the league. I was someone who went to college, and and the majority of the time we don't have. I say ninety. Eight percent of the time, people like us, we don't have no money coming into college. You know what I mean? So if, right. unless you got a booster off the rip, like day to day, I remember C. Webb talking about, you know, he's seeing his jersey everywhere being sold at the store, but he ain't got money to get no food. You know what I mean? So I think this NIL thing is a, is a long time overdue, and I'm glad to see that the college athletes are are, are definitely benefiting. What I think is even dope though is. You're sharing the sugar. You know what I mean? Like the shit is coming yeah. your way and you're opening doors up for your teammates, which is a beautiful thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's the goal, man, to continuously um, sharing it with, with, with like minded people and as well as to try to build generational wealth of more black and minorities. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough battle. But um, for something like this, you know, it should have it should have been done because there's no difference from anybody else overseas being a professional and getting paid and all of that, and then coming over here and being a top five pick. It don't stop nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just 
it's just a, another avenue to keep us in in the dark and uh, for other people to get rich. Uh, and obviously, not to mention the type of money you're making, but is it good money? Like, if you were a regular college student right now, is it is it are these deals like, damn, this is some good bread for a college student? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for okay. sure. It's a little more for me because uh, just because I got so many followers and the outreach uh, when you do the analytics of it. Um, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's good. I would say it's really good money for, you know, somebody who's in college, they'll be able to take care of what they need to take care of, live, live you know, and within moderation. Um, they probably, it, some of the professors and whatnot wouldn't like it because they'd be making more than them and, and within the semester. <laughs> So, right, right. <laughs> but from that standpoint, that's what makes it. That's what makes it tough because we we already it's it, we already behind the eight ball because we overvalue what we do. You know what I'm saying? We overvalue sports and we overvalue this uh, entertainment so much as and we deem it so much more important as academics as somebody who's actually teaching your kids. You get somebody who's teaching your kids thirty as a as accumulation over a year thirty thousand dollars. Spend more kids, spend more time with your kids than you do, but you'll spend a hundred thousand dollars on floor seats or, or around whatever around the arena. Like that's ridiculous. Like we'll go buy jerseys, memorabilia, and everything else, but you rather. You know what I'm saying? You really think about it. That's that's what we value, and it's just. This is that where it's at. It's it ain't going to change either. Nope. Wow. So knowing everything you know now, this is just a hypothetical, and knowing that you would still have a long NBA career, would you do college um, if you had a chance to – if you were a senior in high school, would you jump straight to the league again, or would you fuck around in college for a couple of years first? No, I don't straight to the league again. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, ain't no way, ain't no way. I wouldn't. This no. shit. Because honestly, like if you really think about it, like Jack can go to school right now, bro. He go to school and Never. play whatever sport he wanted, but but basketball. You got go, all the eligibility. Go, you can do it literally whatever you wanted to do. And bring that talent. And bring that notoriety to HBCU. Well, well, I, 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 well, low key, I gotta, I can't say the name, but I, I kind of gotta uh, offer the coach to coach a HBCU. See, so, be like, uh, be like Ice Cube on uh, higher learning in the dorm still. Well, um, see, what's called just took a job at Jackson you. State. Um, uh, Mo Williams. Mo Williams, yeah. Yeah, shout out. See, Mo. I didn't know that you could do that because Mo I thought you had. A, I thought they were saying before you had to have a degree. That's what yeah, you know. Work. Yeah, you know his ways around. <laughs> you know his uh, ways around that. For sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. That but yeah, man, I, uh, I, I, um, I wish I was physically fit enough to go back to school and play a sport like football. What baseball. sport would you play? What sport uh, football, would you play? If you, football. If you was in shape. Football. Okay. Would See, you would you be an offensive lineman? Uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, oh, no, I'll be a, a a red zone receiver or a safety. Okay. See, I'm, 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 I'm not. I keep going back and forth with it. I'm still at that size and weight, but I, 
it's about that time. You got to make a decision. I don't think I'm going to do it. Oh, uh, you thought about going back and playing football? Yeah. Yo, that'd be crazy. You didn't play baseball uh, growing up, Swiss? Yeah, I played baseball, football, and basketball. Yeah, yeah. I think I think baseball would be dope. Baseball's tough, bro. I ain't hitting that 90, yeah, I know. 98 mile. Yeah. No, that's up. Once you, once you see that 100 mile per hour fastball coming at your head or it hits your ribs, that's out. changes your whole life. For sure. Dion recently made a splash at the Jackson State flipping the number one recruit, Travis, Travis Hunter, from Florida State to JSU. Do you see more athletes doing that? I mean, we've we seen a couple since Travis, but do you see more in other sports as well as football? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, the more, you know, um, basketball coaches and perform, former professional NBA guys uh, um, start coming back and, and coaching HBCUs, I think you'll see a lot more of it. Um, one thing, I'm, I'm really happy, you know, for Penny because he went to Memphis. You know, he, he's bringing so many young kids into into his system. He's got a great system and he's got, um, mm -hmm. he got, uh, you know. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Yeah, Larry Brown. And, and Rasheed. So and she, you know what I'm saying? Mike Miller, you got real coach, you got real guys, lead guys in those positions. And I would like to see that more, uh, you know, again, at the HBCUs and, and converting mm -hmm. that and, and really building powerhouses within our own school systems, you know, because at the end of the day, for one, the education ain't going to be the same. It'll never be the same that you can get from HBCU than a PWI. I really don't care what nobody says. It's not going to be, it's, it's, a, it's just a difference. Um, right. And on top of that, that coaching and that experience, you know what I'm saying? You got, you were sitting there learning from the greatest, like you think, talk about the kid that's going to Florida State, going to Jackson State. He's, he's plays the position of the greatest person who ever played that position. Mm -hmm. So why right. wouldn't he go there? You right. know what I'm saying? Teach like, better. Right. Who can teach him better? Who, when you still look at their football, the young recruits and stuff like that, why wouldn't they go play for the, a Hall of Famer? I was talking to Ed Reed uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and uh, you know, he was getting a tough job trying to get in a position at Miami. I'm just sitting there like, Name me, name me five safeties that was better than Ed. Name me three, maybe two. Can't. Name can't. me. You can't. You can't. And you sit here and look at the kids that, that go into those schools and stuff like that. Why wouldn't they want to play for one of the greatest players ever? At that, but you don't think he know what he talking about? Politics. Like, the white politics, politics is usual. Hey, last time we spoke, it was literally right before you signed uh, with the Lakers. You guys went into the bubble, won a championship. Run us back through that whole situation of you actually being signed, going to the Lakers, and then that run through the bubble. Man, so I was, you know, I was out there working out every day, like almost like slaving myself to hope something came through. And uh, once the bubble situation happened and they opened up those roster spots, um, they really, you know, offered me a position just in case the situation. Uh, in case something happened, in case somebody go down or whatever. And uh, I knew that going into it. And uh, they really wanted me in that, you know, more of a veteran leadership role. And uh, I was, you know, I wasn't a person that was too hung on my pride or whatnot. And I, I definitely wanted to play and I wanted to be a, back a part of the league and in the situation to where, again, you, you know, you're around what you're accustomed to and uh, what you love so much. So, yeah, I easily jumped at it, and they uh, they brought it to you, going right in, right going into the bubble like a week or two, 
and uh, passing all the COVID shit. That shit was nuts. Uh, but that was, it was dope, man, being around the guys again. Uh, a little bit too much being in that bubble like that. But, uh, <laughs> man, it, it was, I, I ain't going to lie, bro. When you start, when you with somebody every day for like three months and it ain't your lady, it's like, and it's, it's, a, it's not just one dude. It ain't two dudes. It's a 300 dudes. You know what I'm saying? Then you got people regulating where you can go, where you can't go. You got you to gotta stay yeah. on this side. You got to do this. Like, bro, you don't, don't, don't start this. I don't, I, don't start operate Google. I don't operate that good with rules and regulations like that. So you continuously tell me you can't go over here. You can't go over there. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's like, bro, this ain't that. Not at 34, 35. Question. Since it's uh, pretty much legal now in the NBA, was uh, you don't have to mention no names. Was was was, was a tree in the air in the bubble? Oh uh, yeah, it was blowing it down. Okay. Was you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I yeah. knew That's it. That's the only thing. But you know, it's funny though. That's the I didn't know that was the only way you could really. Uh, Function, you can, right? You can really function in that jump. So it I, I, I was, 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 but it was it was cool because it, 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 I'm glad it happened because it finally broke that barrier and that stigma that you Absolutely. couldn't play and all of this. It was mm-hmm. a drug. It was this and that. And then when you go to the bubble basketball, some of the dudes was like granted, some of the dudes was playing. It was like practice games kind of situation. So some of them really can't play that well for the thirty thousand. But at the same time, you seen some of the best level of basketball. You seen these dudes still doing what they was doing, like kicking, killing, cook though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, stop making Love. it seem like it's so, Love. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, it's alcohol or something. Like, you, you know you ain't, right. you ain't out that joint drunk just getting 60 like that. That shit ain't happening no mm-hmm. more. You know what I'm saying? But when you, you you can be at peace with your mind, with your body, with your soul, and you can go out there and just hoop, like, that's all you want. What was the locker room like? When uh, y'all saw Milwaukee said they wasn't, they was uh, not, they weren't gonna play. Everybody was really confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was, like we didn't for a moment we didn't really know who started the uh, the thing, and then you know when when one of one started it, you know which I respect. Somebody else came up behind him like, nah, I ain't gonna let you do that by yourself. And then the whole team decided to do it. So when you start, when I thought of it in that perspective, I thought it was dope. Um, but the locker room, again, everybody was confused, like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why are we choosing now to say this and that and third? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of questions was raised. And f- mm-hmm. for me, it's like, you know, f- fortunately it did happen because it brought so much more awareness to, to me and how things actually work within the industries and all of that. So, um, it was, it was, those meetings was crazy, bro, because it's like we stopped everybody. Again, it's like, it's almost like Kent. You know what I'm saying? You got counselors, which is coaches. You got all the players. You put you in this big ass ballroom. And then we all, you know, somebody talk. Well, this coach talked. This player talked. That player talked. This, you know what I'm saying? And it was, it, it was funny to hear different perspectives and, and how people really think of, of the game. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that much more bigger to somebody's lives or what we've been, you know, fighting and overcoming before even when we was allowed to play in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's different. Like, like when you really take it back to something bigger than the game, when people don't realize it's like, oh, nothing's bigger than the game. It's like, no, there's a lot of shit that's bigger than the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it's a game. Um, I love, I love the game 100%, but I'm not going to sacrifice and compromise who I am for the game. You know what I'm saying? Like that just, at some point, you got to have, you know what I mean, integrity within who you are, what you stand for. Cause I know I stand for something way more than the game. Like, you know, when I look at so many, when people don't want to get into quote unquote politics, you got to, because at the end of the day, the politics affects your family, how how the shit moves or how it works around here. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at it from different perspectives, again, I didn't have that, I wouldn't have had that mindset at 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? I was more, uh, I was obviously way more into me and whatever I had going on and hooping and other than actually looking at it from a broader perspective of how, of how shit going to affect my generational uh, legacy with my kids and my grandkids and shit like that. Because I want, you know, there were so many people before us that made sacrifices like Jim Brown and all these dudes, Ali and all these dudes, Ali. you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, like the, to, to sit here and just, just so we can continuously make a dollar is like spitting in their face, bro. Because it's like... Right. The shit that they went through and Jackie Robinson and all of that, you know what I'm saying? Like when you really get down to the meat and potatoes, like the Negro leagues and how people, how we was treated coming into their league and then be able to dominate their league and take over their league and be the pioneers to their league to have the greatest of all time in every position. All of when you think about all of that and still not be, you know what I mean, accepted or wanted accepted. or you know what I'm saying? Like that's. That's that, to me. That's where I take it to a different level of what am I doing? Am I just aiding and betting to this? Because I don't. If that's the case, I could be easily removed, and that's why I really don't even make no calls about it no more. You know what I'm saying? I don't even. I haven't picked up a ball in nine months because my passion and love is into what I'm doing. But also, it's just like it, it's so much. It it, it makes you not want to do it no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to. I want to keep. Uh, Aiding in this direction of something that ain't that ain't changing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't okay. We wear patches and all this other stuff on the jersey and all that. But one, we don't know where that money going to. Quote unquote, all this fine money and everything else that they it goes to charity. What charity? Who charity? Bullshit. Like all of this right. shit. Like who bro, benefits? Can't, yeah, mm-hmm. who benefit from this? Because if do that's our, the case, do our people me, benefit? Right. If that's the case, if you find me a million dollars, send a million dollars to my to my community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Send a million dollars to Jack community. Send it to Matt community. Don't just sit here and say, oh, we just taking this and we're going to donate to charity. Who charity? What charity? Yeah. Last last people we knew who was in charge of shit like that was in jail. So what's up? Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Talk that shit. I literally just had this conversation the other day because I got fined almost 600000 Jack, you got fined millions. I'm not sure how much you got fined, Jar. But to me, first of all, we should be able to pick where our money is going. Like, don't let it go to a pot where you say it's going to charity. And like you said, whose charity? What charity? What color are the people? Who is it really helping? You know what I mean? If you're going to take our money from us, we should definitely have a say in who it goes to help. Well, and and, and And also, we donate and we should be able to write it all. Ooh, good call. I need it. 
Talk to me. I need it. Because they dance for doing it every time. Yeah. Like, for, I look at the, like, you, and it's a difference because, again, being around in the golf space and you really learning how people work on a business level. Like, you with somebody for four and a half hours, like, out there, you could, you, for one, you know who they is at, at some point. Like, you ain't just, y'all talking and anything else. So, like, you really getting an understanding of who you dealing with and what they, what they got going on. You take it a step further, get their info, continuously talk to them, whatever, whatever, and they really give you the ins and outs of their business and how they maneuver and all of that. Bro, it's a dirty game on so many different levels. It's just that we've played it only on this superior level at this for so long. This is the only way we see it. But it's so many different levels to this grimy shit that go on, bro. It's 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 crazy. Like that's why I try to continuously inspire the youth and try to give them ways of you know what I'm saying not the ways we thought, more of the grouping up and like you know more group economics, like. Because honestly, that's the only way it's going to work. When you, when you go into an HBCU, it's like, for me, I look at these kids and I'm like, all right, cool. You the architect, you the developer, you the interior decorator, you the roofer, you the landscaper. Y'all got everybody y'all need right here. Yeah. Y'all got everything you need right here. 70 of y'all. Boom, 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 boom. Go ahead, go do that. Y'all create one business. All of y'all get a, a percentage of the company. And then y'all create multiple businesses. And then you do, and you can work with other kids at other HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is so many different ways of networking and trying to connectivity within the school system and the HBCUs. It's, it's, it's dope. And I just try to continuously give these kids advice because they, they always think they need a, a celebrity or some super big hit to no, nah, you just need 70 like-minded peers that want to do the same thing that's interested in doing. Y'all can make a killing just that fast. You get a loan, you get a 10,000, you go 10,000, you go 20,000, whatever. All right, cool. You know what? I know this celebrity, he going to think it's a great idea. He going to invest 200,000. You know, you up and running, you moving, you popping. Like, that's, that's the way it's got to go. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just looking at it from such a long shot of a run, you get, you know, I try to, Continuously giving business proposals and stuff like that in different in different realms because you got to have that different outlook on it. Again, I, in the, uh, another podcast I did, I, I talked about the you know the Eurocentric mindset. It's always about me. It's always about me. We learned. We were embedded into that. You know what I'm saying? We got to get more back to that Afrocentric mindset, where it's more about community. It's more about tribe. It's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna pull you in. I'm gonna pull you in. Yeah, like we gotta, we gotta get back to that because if we don't, and you, you can't win. You can't, you can't be behind the eight ball so far, with, which where we are, to be able to think just one or two people going to do it, five people going to do it. We got a couple billionaires. Yeah, we got five or six billionaires. It's a hundreds of them. You know what I'm saying? Like we we expect it's we got one owner in professional sports, one majority owner in professional sports. Like come on. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, recently, Jamal Crawford retired after 20 years. Uh, a little bittersweet for him. He wanted to touch 20,000. Are you at peace with mm. the way your NBA career ended? Um. First of all, shout out to Jamal, man. That was that's my dog right there, man. That's a, a, a true hooper, bro. All respects to Jamal, man. Um, me, no, because it's like um, I just I, I feel like I can still hoop. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only thing about me that I feel like don't let me let me hoop. Let me <laughs> excuse me. Let me rock until the wheels fall off. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like I can't do it no more, all right, cool. Like just the way it went down, I just it was it was seeing fishy and funny to me. Uh, it's another backstory we we'll talk about later, but it just didn't sit well with me. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with you know I had a, a long career, 16 years. When I look at it, um, so many people who haven't had the opportunity who touched the league just couldn't stick or. You know, played two or three years, four years, you know. Uh, I'm fortunate in so many different ways for one to be successful and win championships, uh, to be, again, be around for shit, a decade and a half plus. Uh, that's, that's a tough thing to do, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with, you know, the greatest of, you know, the greats. Um, I was talking to somebody um, the other day and he's like, man, you you played sixteen years. I'm like, yeah. He's like, who's who's like an older person? These young kids wouldn't really remember that you played against. I'm like, bro, I play, for these for this generation, I played against Reggie. Like that was that's that's tough for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I played against Reggie Miller, bro. Like a hall like at his last year was my first year. So like walking in to walk into a thirty ass whooping by Reggie, like that was tough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for somebody, you know, I was there. Like, I was there. Yeah, like, that shit was, uh, to walk into a game, I see, you know what I mean? Jack, Al, Matt, BD, like, that shit was like anything to me. So, 
I don't got no regrets on it because I really lived it how I wanted to live it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate for a lot of the experiences and the friendships that I've, I've grown. Um, obviously, some of them isn't always what it's going to be and all of that. But the ones who stick, they all stick. And I'm fortunate for that. Um, unfortunately, it's taught me a lot of grimy shit about the business and how people look at you and perceive you and and perception and how, you know, it's about ratings and whatever else, because people really sell their soul just for a dollar. And when you really see that on the on a real broader scale, so for for that, it's like it's unfortunate because you can't find genuineness sometimes. But at the end of the day, that's the own demon. So you try I try not to focus on that. Facts. Um <clears throat> I don't know if you have time to kind of sit back and look, but just kind of understanding how influential and almost before your time you were to you were to the way the game is played today you know two times six man of the year um you know the way you shot the ball the way you shot your threes the way you celebrated i mean rocking supreme armbands and tattoos your celebrations that's really all the nba is about these days how do you look back on it and and did you face any backlash just kind of being you? Obviously, I know the answer to this question, why you were doing it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the game suits my style, you know, uh, shooting, you know, especially from just a, a playing standpoint, um, shooting the ball, attacking the rim and stuff like that, uh, spacing the floor. Um, it's, it's, it's fun to see. Because I like to see, you know, the game being put in a more of a position to where you can see, uh, you know, the young guys taking care, taking the talents to the next level, especially somebody like Ja. Like Ja is one of my favorite players to watch when I do watch the games. Um, so, you know, and being able to express yourself is, is everything within the game. Um, I, I feel like it. I felt like I was a little ahead of my time on how I was expressing myself and doing what I was doing. But at the end of the day, it was just, I do feel like it was taken for granted in, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just looked at and deemed as something so terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like for, like when you think about the fine, like I, I got to take it back to the fines and shit. Like you think about that, like, bro, you, they used to really, they suspended me five games for weed, bro. They, they really, they, they suspended me for that. Now you can just smoke whatever. Oh yeah, you good, whatever. No test, no nothing. It ain't even about that. So you don't want to get none of that back, bro? So now it's okay? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you pulling, you showing up, pulling up for three, talking shit in somebody's face, they give you a tech. Like, so now that shit is okay? Like, that shit was losing yeah. bread. Like, People yeah. going in next day talking cash shit about you or anything. You lose money in contracts. So like, Y'all don't want to get none of that back? All right. All that sneaking and geeking we was doing. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I love his attitude. I love when he do this. Oh, let's da 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 But when I was doing it, oh, he's just, bad he, guy. that's a bad guy. He's, he's, a, he's a very selfish teammate. He's just, like, it's about him. But, bro, I'm, because I'm celebrating? All right. That's what it is. Right. I'm having fun kicking their ass when they would do the exact same thing to me if I was on the other end. But it would be it would be cool then. Alright, cool. That's what I say that. What's up with your Lakers, man? What you what what's your opinion on the Lakers? What you think Brian gonna do? Man, I don't know, man. Honestly. 
it's it's tough because like, <laughs> the, nah, for real. Like I th- I think it's tough because you know so for him, he in a position to where he got a lot of great pieces around him. Like he like mm-hmm. when you really look at the 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 people around him in the on that team. He got great players. He got Dwight. He got one of the best rim protectors ever. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, AD who can be, he, he can be healthy. He could not be healthy. But he's, when he's healthy, he's a, he's, he's one of the best players in the league. You got yeah. Russ who's been known to average a triple double at the drop of a hat. Like that ain't even a question. Uh, what, what's the young boy name? Oh, you got Trevor Reason, one of the greatest six men and contributors to come off the bench that we've seen consistently. Yep. Uh, Avery Bradley, amazing on-ball defender. Taylor Horn Tucker is one of the best young young kids in the game, second, third-year player. Who six? What are you six seven? Handled the ball, attacked the rim. It's funny because why he can't win. Because I don't think it's I think it's a lot of uh, pointing the finger and the Lakers that are in the spotlight in a situation to where they always going to be front page news no matter who's on the team and then when you add mm-hmm. one of the greatest to ever play to add on that onto that team and you win a championship with that team two years prior is a lot of expectations or whatever just just, just Lakers in general but when you add the pieces right. and the names that you have on that team. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a media frenzy. You know what I'm saying? And then when you play the name game, when they blame Russ or this person for missing shots or that person for missing shots, and then nobody really takes, uh, I'm not saying uh, ownership or honus of it, but nobody's like defending one another. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you see it on, when you see it on TV, it's like they going at Russ and then, you know, Brian talking about something different, and then you barely see Vogel. Um, so it's like you're not really getting a. a, a it's funny because I, it, the media can make it seem like we can make it to, to the media like, oh, this is a brotherhood and all of that. But then the media can come in and then in the time intertwine between the brotherhood and everything else. So nobody will, you won't take up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, if that's my teammate and that's my brother and I call you my brother, bro, I'm going to stick up for you, bro. I'll fight for you in the streets and I'll fight for you on the court. Like, it ain't no, it ain't no ifs, ands, and buts about it with me. You know what I mean? I go, I go at the coach and stand up for you, whatever. Like, that's just, right. that's just how I rock. You know what I'm saying? But I understand it's the politics as usual and you can't do everything a certain kind of way. So you got to, it make you worry about yourself. I'm not a person who just worries about myself in these situations. I'm a teammate. It's my man. Like, I ain't... Mm-hmm. No, nah, we, we rocking. Like, so pick and choose. That's what you got to do. You want to trade me over here? You want to trade me over there? All right, cool. But at the end of the day, that's going to be my man. So this ain't got nothing yep. to do with your team and his team. And this t- I ain't worried about that. You got them winning the championship uh, this year? And if you don't, who do you have winning the championship? Uh, no, nah, I can't say I got them winning the chip this year. Um, i tell you one thing. It will be a hard out, though, seven-game series. If they make it in that, in that spot, they're going to be a tough out. I know you said you like watching John Morant earlier. What other players yeah. do you like watching besides, besides John Morant? Um, 
I like I like watching Ja. I like watching Malik Monk, man. He's so gifted, bro. He he remind me a lot like me, man. He can shoot the three. Yes, he, 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 absolutely, he and bounce, bounce, bro. Yep. He got boosters. Um, I even like I used to like him in Charlotte all the time. I told him all the time, like yo, for real, like you you got it, kid. Just don't even worry about the bullshit. Just hoop. Um, he's one of my favorite. Not to cut you off. Not to cut you off, he reminded me of just a smaller version of you. When I first seen him, I'm just like, yo, this kid is nice. Yeah, he got game, bro. He got game. Um, DeJounte Murray, bro. I'm so happy for him, man. That kid is tough. I've been telling people about him for a minute. And um, All-star. All-star, man. And you know what, you know what I like about him, though? Young, he develops his game. He continues to go to the gym and works on his game. You know what I'm saying? People was talking about his shot for a minute. He was timid a little bit, but who wouldn't be playing for pop when you're a rookie? You know what I'm saying? He's going off and you making mistakes or whatever, but he's staying consistent with it. He's been working at his game. He's always in the gym, and he just love mm-hmm. to hoop, bro. Um, shout out to, you know, my man IT, because he's a Seattle boy. That's his young boy. So, um mm-hmm. Where he he got he dope man I love his energy too man he's a, he's a really good person um, yeah he's solid who you uh, MVP MVP see man I've been saying this for years man somebody gonna get this man his props bro that boy in Dallas man he is nice dog. He be okay. doing it with nothing. Like, no disrespect. I hate to say it like that, but he don't be having, like, and he be in dogfights getting it done. Yeah, yeah, he like, do. He like, do, slow ball, like, he ain't, he ain't speeding it up for nobody. It ain't super flashy. It's, he gets it done. You know what I'm saying? I would like to see if, if, if Brian could win it. And so many other players could win it on on booty teams, corners quote, so to say. I, he got a he, bruh, He carry his team consistently. If he more than anybody, if he don't play, his team lose. Word, for sure. You can you go around the league, and so many other players been in and out. Teams are still able to get dubs or whatever. He don't play, they done. Quick hitters coming down to the end. Um, three artists on rotation when you hit the links. Not normally, just when you on that golf course, it might be a little different mindset. Bro, I listen to country music on the golf course. Really? I'm not yes, surprised, though. All That's country crazy. music, bro. Uh, you know what's funny? I just started really getting into it heavy. Like, I always had the respect and love for country music. Just like, I never really took the time to actually figure out artists and all of that. So my little brother sent me this playlist. And I'll tell you, I've been bumping this joint like like religion, bro. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you hear it, you be like, yo, Switch, you'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> but I'll be bumping Hey, they it, talk bro. shit, though, too. So I went, I went to high school talk with all white crazy. kids, and I would hear a lot of country. Yo, they talk big shit. If you listen to what they're really saying in country, they be talking what? the same shit we talking, just, just, just their version of it, minus the killings. Facts. <laughs> they be talking Facts. big shit. Well, that should be, it, it give me my swing, bro. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I be listening to rap music and shit out there on the golf course, and I be speeding it up. I be going too fast. I be vibing and all of that shit. We wanting to have a little sip. 
I listen to country music. I be chilling, relaxed. I ain't in the, I ain't in a rush. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Taking my time, enjoying the elements of the game, being outside and all of that. We really take, I'm taking it in more. I receive it more. Um, when I listen to, you know, R and B and rap, man, just put me in that element to where I just so used to, I want to party, I want to chill, I want to have fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word. Yeah. Uh, in honor of Jamal Crawford retiring, who are your top three? Six men of all time. Don't be afraid to put yourself on that list. Uh, Lou Will, Goat, um, Jamal, Goat, and uh, I got to go with Goat, Ginobili. Good call. Ginobili. Funniest thing that happened to you recently? Funniest thing that happened to me recently? Ah, man. So look, right? So So I'm here, right? I'm in Florida. And uh, I play golf with this uh, with a couple of my boys down in uh, Aventura. So they gave me this uh, this Titleist putter. It's a Circle T Scotty Cameron putter. And uh, it's one of the rare putters or whatever. If you in the golf situation, you know. Uh, so long story short, I'm like, you know what? I'm going. Book a flight. Me and my girl, we leaving, we leaving out uh, the next day, all of this shit, right? So I was so hyped about it, I just said, fuck, I'm going to book it. Flew from here to, had a layover somewhere, had to hop on another joint and go to L.A. Get to L.A., drive to San Diego. I look and see what time, uh, what time they close or whatever. They closed the whole, they closed on Sundays and Mondays. It flew out. I was supposed to fly right back. I didn't even check what time it was, bro. I didn't check what day it was. I didn't check what days they closed or nothing. Flew all the way over that joint. They closed. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucked Sick. up. <laughs> that's, oh, that's what you give and not pay attention, bro. I flew all the way across the world, bro. Mm. Shit is wild. Uh, mentioned you got a chance to play with MJ. Tiger's the one person you'd want to play yeah. with. Outside of those two, if you can have a one-on-one golf tournament with anyone in the history, who would it be? Uh, they got to be a PGA pro or? No, nah, anybody. Anybody. Oh, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, that's good. He sent us some uh, Air Force Ones. Shout out yeah, Jr. Yeah. Swing man, bro. Swing man. Stuck on the yeah. island. You stuck on the island, Swish. What three shows or movies you you got in rotation? Yellowstone, Sons of Anarchy, and uh, yeah. Fresh Prince. Sons of Anarchy finna come back on, bro. Get ready. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for that. I'm definitely ready for that. Um, movies, He Got Game, uh, Bagger Vance, and uh, Transformers. Best Kobe story on or off the court? Man, so... Off the court, I'm in uh, I'm in Philippe's in New York playing with the Knicks. Lakers is you know obviously in town or whatever, but they was playing. I think they was playing Brooklyn. Then they was playing us, and um, I'm out with my trainer Edon at the time, and we chilling in the back, and somebody, the one of the waiters or the manager, come up. He's like, "Yo, man, uh, Kobe in here." I was like, oh, word, like, dang, that's what's up. Like, 
I ain't never seen Kobe out or whatever. I always seen him at the arena. Never seen him out or at the gym. Never seen him out. And uh, he was like, yeah, he, see, uh, he said he wants to talk to you. So I almost got like summer. So I was like, so I'm sitting there like, all right, cool. I'm going to check him on the way out. So uh, the the trainer at the time, he geeking out. He going crazy. Like, dude, you want to go over there now? Like, you want to go over there now? Like, you want to go over there now? I'm like, man, let this man chill. And uh, so he finished the food, whatever, walking out. And uh, he stood up, gave me gave me a hug, started uh, chopping up for a second, like just standing, talking, checking on the families, whatever, whatever. He's like, you about to leave? I was like, yeah. He's like, man, come sit down real quick. Come sit down. I'm like, all right, cool. And he really like, you know, schooled me on how intelligent he was, like just about so many different things, like like waiter would come back, he order something in uh, in Italian, and like going back. I'm like, like he was like holding court. He got a Nike, he got uh, I think it was a Rob Rob right there, Nico's right there, and like he like you know talking shit to them, like you know, and you you. Especially like somebody at Nike, like like Nico was, and uh, talking about ideas that he expressed and shit that that Nike took and didn't give him the credit for and all of that shit. Like he like grilling them and going at him. <clears throat> and um, to see him in that element, I was like, yo, he a real one. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't expect like you know I was expecting Cole to be like more you know if you seen him out he in the cut just him. Or maybe one other person is trained or something, and that's it. I'm saying, I'm like, oh, like he's he's speaking, he's talking that shit. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he gave me his number, told me to hit him up. We got, you know, me want to rap, whatever, whatever, can work out. I'm like, all right, cool. I thought it was bullshit on the workout shit, right? So I ain't never hit him up on the workout shit. I was just talking about moves and situations and games because I knew he was watching, and. Uh, I really got a totally different perspective of code, you know what I'm saying? Because you would all, from, again, different perceptions of what you hear and what, what so many other people say, you really get one-on-one or catch them in a different environment and light, and it's like you get you receive it in a different, totally different space. So to have that moment with him was like, it's it special, man. Something I always remember. He was definitely one of us. That's funny. Like you, yeah. you say, you never know how you think he would be until you're around him. You're like, oh, this dude is regular, smart as a motherfucker, but be talking big fuck, shit to anybody, bro. everybody. Cool as a fan, man. Rest in peace to the homie Jack. Finish Word, him up, man. yes, sir. You know what? Quick question is last. We hit you with it the first time you came on the show. If you could have anyone on all the smoke, who would it be? I like to see Tiger on here, man, talking this shit. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Set the standards, set the bar high, bro. Yes. That'd be dope. But well, Jr., man, we appreciate you. Continue to be great. Love. We're gonna be checking in. For you. Yeah. No, so welcome to the family you, again, man. Definitely welcome to the family. Good luck with school. Second semester, got golf season coming up. Me and Jack gonna come out there and fuck with you. Um, yeah, come yeah on. We're excited to have you as a part of the family, man. So continue to, uh, man, be a great student, golfer, role model, father, and man, we are gonna catch up with you, bro. You already know, man. I'm only hour forty five from the Yale, man. So if y'all down this way, let me know. Yes, you know, sir. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pull up.
Sure. That's a wrap. Special edition of All the Smoke with our brother and now correspondent for Showtime Basketball, J.R. Smith. Man, you can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. This is All the Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.